Moo and hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vanktron. I am Brent Robinson, and I am joined this week by Sean Fogenberg. Sean, as we do every week, what are you drinking? I am surrounded by various liquids, not all of which are my sweat. Um, <laughs> I've got, got a bunch of water. I've got my uh, post-race protein shake. And uh, I'm helping organize and am seeing a burlesque show tomorrow. Uh, I'm oh, also wow. bringing uh, alcohol for the performers and made some cocktails or like prepped some cocktails last night. Um, so I made one of them. Uh, this is a Earl Grey martini. Uh, it's a Earl Grey infused gin. Simple syrup, lemon, and uh, some aquafaba to get the foam. What's the gin on that? Who are we using? Uh, why am I blanking? Oh, it's it's also it's Earl Grey <laughs> and like a little bit of Lapsang Souchong, um, in the gin in the big blue bottle. Like Bombay Sapphire. Yes. Okay. I like, I'm not sure what it says about me that I know what the gene is by the description of the bottle. I really should have known. It's just, <laughs> I'm, my brain not working right now. That's a, and what was it that you said in the front? Aquafaba? Yeah, which is, um, it's the, the juice in uh, garbanzo beans. Interesting. So rather than, uh, using egg whites to do a sour and get the foamy head, you can use that, and it it provides enough fo uh, protein that the foam holds, and then it doesn't taste like egg. Neat. All right, I might have to uh, try that out when I make my pisco sours. Um, yeah. We got uh, with us also. You heard there, Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? I'm also drinking a plant based beverage. This. <laughs> This is a Ruler uh, Pale Ale I picked up at the end of the Belgian Waffle Ride Expo. They were giving these out. It's um, a cool collaboration with Maxima, like racing lubes. They made it look like a Maxima can. It's a Ruler, like limited offering. So I'm just devouring this after my uh, my recovery ride from race one. What what's the alternate to like a plant based beverage, like a uh, an meat-based meat beverage. beverage, yeah. <laughs> like... Use the egg white for the sour. Right, right, yes. Where I'm imagining like a blood milkshake or something. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know what kind of milkshakes you're drinking, Brent, but I'm having none of it. I used to watch Survivor in the early 2000s. I, I have seen some crazy stuff. <laughs> I also, I think, have plant-based beverage. I have a gin and tonic with a brew dog lone wolf gin which features flavors of cactus and lime huh. which is... is there color on that or is that clear i can't quite tell it's pretty clear it's maybe got a little bit of green in it but it's okay. generally clear how is I that gin tonic it's great i'm actually really enjoying it it says they rejected 39 different junipers before they landed on the ultimate berry which comes all the way from tuscany to our state-of-the-art distillery here in ellen which is somewhere in the uk i don't know we blend it with Queen of the Night, a fragrant cactus flower, distilled pressed cactus juice and lime in the smallest batches for a crisp taste we've combed the earth for. Anyway, sky I, I like it. You know, it was just literally like you're looking at gin on the shelf, you pick one of those up. I've enjoyed it. It's good. So getting involved in that gin. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they did their thing. You guys did your thing in race one. Uh, I have not raced, but you guys did HSRL race one, which was one lap of country to coastal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is only like, what, 33.6 kilometers, 20.8 miles. Uh, seems like it shouldn't be that bad. Um, the sprints are very difficult uh difficultly placed they're mm. they are in places that are really rough for making the the race easy um so i think only one of the three sprints has 
no climbing either right before or right after it. Four sprints. So there are there are yeah. four sprints, but only one of them uh, doesn't have a climb immediately preceding or following it. Okay. That's going to be country. Yeah. So there yeah. are. Let's let's talk through the four. You have the the names of them up. It looks like villages first, which is the one yeah. in uh, the countryside place. Yeah. So you come out of the pens, and it's the the pens that are. Uh, kind of closer to the um the Yumezi to Neokio bypass the kind of dirt road um right. so you come out of there you turn right and you go up toward the castle um and the first four minutes is it it wasn't flat out but you know you're coming out of the pens so that it starts hard uh and stays pretty hard and goes immediately into a sprint um I didn't actually know exactly where that sprint started. Uh, it turns out it's always good to watch Bowser because Bowser knows where all the sprints are. <laughs> uh, so just when he moved, it's like, oh, I guess it's time to go. Um, but that one, you know, that's four minutes in and you're already near max heart rate. Uh, yeah, that was down around the through the fishing village and through, uh, is it? Is Onsen, is that the bottom village? Yeah, that's the one that's right before the descent into the country sprint. Yeah, so yeah, so then you do country sprint over there, which is short and flat. Which we've all done a million times in various races. These other sprints, I think this was the first time I've done them in any of the, in any races. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever done the village sprint before, honestly. No. Like, like not as a... Cause it's like the, it's kind of like the backside of the castle KOM, right? No. And that's why I didn't realize. Uh... So I would, and, and the map actually, you can see the, uh, the castle KOM banner on the, the map in the corner. And it's like, oh, that must be where we're sprinting. And then the other sprint kind of sneaks up on you. Uh, it's, it's just at the top of the, that little, uh, that little climb to the right. Um, yeah, Trixie. Yeah. I guess the um, one thing is it's HSRL, so sit on the back until you see everyone else go. <laughs> uh, except that one, like a lot of these are short enough that you should be going from the back, but first. Right. You want to be at speed. Um, Makes sense. So country sprint, and then there's, is it Shiso is third? Yeah, Shisa's next, so you're going a long ways to get to Shisa. And it was it was really chill in between uh vil or country and Shiso, because you're you're going downhill down the um down yeah, into the, uh Wurikaze. Um but then you have that climb. I was gonna say, what was the climb like? Uh I mean not flat out, but threshold plus um and there was there was actually a push even like i don't know what that little island is maybe mecca there's there's like a little yeah. hill earlier that people were trying to break away um pushing uh but yeah that that third sprint after that climb hard to you know hard to put out power and then the final sprint is right before the climb back out of Warakazi. Uh, and that's where I, I got dropped right there, like on that fourth sprint. Mm. Yeah, I was just thinking that it was probably pretty tough that climb back up out of out of Urakazi into Yumezi. Um how was it at the front, Chris? Um that final climb was pretty rough, um, and that's where Pack Dynamics 4 really came into play, because we had that one B rider that I don't think is on Zwift Power and might have been on a, might have been like ZP rider if it went off the front, but... Oh, pow. Stay away, and uh, I think Stuart Evans went first, and then Bowser went across to him, and those two stayed away. 
Interesting. So it was very yeah they had uh they had like 15 seconds at one point and then we put in a little dig on the front got it back to like 10 and then they started working together again and then stretched it back out so we had a sprint in that main chase group for like third to 20th i think but it was it was just really hard like i said before we hit record like c's are the newbies kev walsh is down here bowser had a heck of a race and there's 289 beats per minute max heart rate going hamster off the front like c's are really hard at the minute so that that climb was really tough and that uphill finish at the very end it's just it's miserable so have fun Eddie. well and it's a tough finish right because it's that really crazy uphill finish right before you get into that village so you got to kind of time your move a little bit even on the finish to you know i don't think you want to leave it late and the the actual finish line is on an eleven percent. Uh, this is what I'm saying. If you're at the front, you're you're not going to have to worry too much about people coming around behind you at speed because it's steep. Well, or or you will because if you're if you're not able to put out the power at that very end, mm. uh, you're going to get that that yeah, yeah you get hit by a brick wall. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice little kicker at the end. It's like the finish to the volcano climb. You got a little bit of a dip and you can just slingshot up if you can stop on the pedals and get some orange numbers. If you can leapfrog a bunch of people. But it's a four sprint race and none of the sprints are very long, but it is very tricky. It's hard at the start. It's hard at the finish. And like Sean was saying, tactically, those sprints are very easy to get wrong. I know I effed up at least two of them. And yeah, it be on the lookout for where those i mean best case scenario you actually know the you know the sprints but if not uh take a look at what the uh kilometer numbers are for where those are going to be um in between sprints three and four you just kind of do a bunch of bypasses so even the mini map at the top you don't get a good sense of how far it's going to be until the sprint because you keep doing these like 200 meter long little segment sections that that's all you see in the mini map. Um, yeah, this one, I mean, there's not really time to uh, recon it, but uh, take a look at where those things happen. Um, and I mean, by, by sprints three and four, it's, it's not really about uh, timing them right. It's kind of, whether you still have a sprint left <laughs> um i was having hard a hard time doing more than seven watts a kilo by then yeah i remember when we did the time trial on mccurry 40 and it finishes coming up from that tide pool sprint up through there and that is like a long slog of uphill to get back into umezzy through there so you know i'd say you know really be ready to keep going <laughs> it is a long haul Cool. Well, that that's a good that's a fun race. Good job, uh, Maryline, on picking that one out, and good luck to everybody racing. I'm probably gonna be a Saturday on this one at this point. It looks like. Yeah, I did actually see some uh, chatter about like, wow, that what a what a final in that race. Like, really well chosen race. The last eight k or whatever of it, where from that final sprint to the to the line is. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Very good. And that brings us to her beginner racing two bridges loop for should be two laps. 14.6 kilometers. Nice. I think this one's a little bit rolly. Not too bad because those bridges, right? You got to go so the two bridges is the one that does the start of uh, the reverse hilly KOM, but the, does the bypass. Right, exactly. So there, yeah, that's the steep part. And it's got the the rollers through the S's. Yeah, but, so that's definitely, if you're racing this, that start of the hilly KOM is where you're going to want to pay attention. And the final, I'd say the final kicker on the S's is another place that people get dropped off 
yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, right after you come through the sprint there, you mean, or? Uh, right before you Before go through that. the sprint. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. start, that's that's where you start. You Other head direction. out through the Got S's. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there's a lot to say. Uh, bike choices for these two races. What is What were you on for HSRL, Chris? I was Falero. I was Venge plus Disc. Yeah, I was on the Cervelo S5 and Disc, but uh, Bowser was on a Tron. I could see Tron as a defensible option. Same. Um, especially with a couple of those sprints coming at the top of a climb where acceleration is going to matter more than you're being able to hold top speed. And then the finish being a bunch of climbing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Same. I just figured with like, there was only maybe the one section at the start and at the finish line, that was that double digits percentage. I just figured everything else, yeah. even though was going to be draftable. So I just went, I leaned towards arrow on that, but I, I'd be lying if I said I did not hover over the pink Tron button during bike selection. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably, I mean, the Tron is awfully arrow. You're probably giving up maybe a half second if you're at full go, maybe. Although I did lose uh, the Stampede this week, although the, the results updated or something, but by like 0.3 of a second to Anders. We'll, we'll talk about Stampede a bit later, but sometimes those half seconds matter <laughs> especially in 100 meter sprints so yeah and so i think it's same arrow for hbr i mean there's that one little climb maybe you might want tron but arrow or tron you won't really give up much either way good and that brings us to climbers gambit and this is a fun one, Chris. We're back. We're gonna do. Uh, I've written a little seven-week uh, schedule to coincide with the end of HSRL for the first season. So we're gonna do one climb in. I would say each world, but there's a couple that we had to skip to get it down to seven. But we're gonna start off in Scotland, and we're gonna do the Spur Summit North as part of the City in the Spur route, which I have not done yet. So we're doing this so I can get a badge. Uh, oh my God, I feel like I've done City in the Spur 2,000 evil times. <laughs> I feel like I've heard people All in one day, it. huh? <laughs> so we're coming back. We're coming back. Um, then maybe you can talk about it a little bit, Brent, but it seems like it's a twisty, turvy, gravelly, punchy climb. Yeah. So um what are your thoughts on this one yeah well this is the gravel side it's i gotta i can't remember what like i want to say it's like a five minute maybe not quite that long uh it's shorter yeah um yeah, in the it feels like forever i'll tell you that it does um and it is it is definitely like um pitchy right like some parts yes. go up some parts go flat some parts go up so you definitely need to be Oh, sorry. Three minute climb, I guess. Three to yeah. four. For a B. Um, yeah, my best is a 309 at 431 watts for 5.3 watts per kilo. Yeah, that was in a ZRL, so. Yeah, so this was the uh, ZRL finals route. Um, and I think it was the first or the second of the, the races um uh it was the first second, one that right was... okay maybe it was the second it was the one that was based on distance which was... It was the distance and time yeah, yeah 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 uh and that first climb people really just went ham <laughs> that was that one 309 <laughs> trying to hold the group it was murder yeah so yeah i did a 322 at 401 watts so yep. it was brutal so definitely like kind of pick out that time for your effort level 
Um, and then you're going to want to be like close to that when it's not so steep, but when you hit like the, like it, it turns it right. And the first little bit is steep and then it does like a hairpin back to the left. And then there's kind of like two switchbacks that are about five, six, which you kind of want to be steady at that target power. And then it's going to go one to the left and then you hit the really steep part, right? There's kind of like an up, down, up where it's really steep. And so you're going to want to really smash the hell out of that one because you're going to carry the speed through the switchback into that steep bit. And then it goes up one more switchback. And then I think it actually hits like a pavement part right at the top before it does the last turn around to the right. And you just got to try and like put your head down and go as hard as you can once you get up there. That's all there is to it. Yeah, there's a there's this the little loopy bit near the top where you know you're just about there and you just kind of hammer whatever you got for the last minute um yeah not a lot to say just it's hard it feels a lot steeper than it is yeah definitely Uh, gravel gravel with envies or caddx or whatever gravel wheels What's the climbiest gravel? The spech crux? Yep. The crux, yeah. But yeah, it's only it's only 1.6k at 3.7%. So you think like, oh, that's pretty, it's a pretty flat climb. There are def there's a there's a 14% little pitch. There's a couple of the the longer uh segments are at seven, eight, nine percent. Um so it is one that that favors a more so for three minute efforts you don't usually think like this is going to be more of a punch and recover or you know go not really recover but go hard and then go threshold um and this is one of those it's really it really is like save your save your bullets for where it's really fighting back and this is all fairly compressed as well. It, the the hill comes in the lead in for the route, so you're climbing at you hit the line at one point one kilometers in, and we're done at three k route. So uh, get your warm up, up yeah, in before if you're into that sort of thing, warm up beforehand. Um, I'm just going to show up, rock up cold. What uh, did you put for finish line, Chris? Three. Okay. So you don't have the badge, you're going to need to go back down the other side and then all the way back up the pavement side and then back down the gravel. And up the gravel again, I think. And then back up again. So, yeah. yeah. That's because the badge is technically like from the top of the gravel side, down the pavement side, up the pavement side, down the gravel side, up the gravel side. So that first up the gravel isn't even technically on the route yet. It's all is and then <laughs> the route is the exactly <laughs> so just finish the route for fun to get a badge and some xp okay. good i i will say though scotland still looks amazing and it's super cool so it, i do like as hard as it is and as kind of evil as i've been on it it is a really cool looking ride so that's good fun brings us to herd of mountain goats which i'm just reading the messages here from matt debrada <laughs> saying that they are going to be doing surrey hills finishing oh, at the top uh, of the fourth climb which fourth. oh okay sounds like that might be keith hill fox hill keith hill okay so yeah fox leaf box keith okay so either way you're gonna do surrey hills for four climbs um surrey hills is pretty but it's impossibly hard. <laughs> Lots of climbing. I guess, yeah, it depends on how hard they how the, how hard they ride it in mountain goats. Yeah, I've never I've true. I haven't done a mountain goats in a while. I don't know whether on something like this they start attacking each other on those early climbs or whether they just kind of like, you know, it's it's just to fatigue each other. You're riding it at threshold and you attack on the final climb. Yeah, I haven't ridden a mountain goats, and I think the only mountain goats I've ever ridden are like finish at Epic, finish it out. So I've never really done like the multi climby ones, so I can't really say. Um, I think if my advice would be be ready that they're gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So 
Um, yeah, that's tough. And I guess that brings us to Stampede, which is one lap of park perimeter loop, 10.2 kilometers in New York. This is just the outside bits of New York, so none of the um, blue glass nonsense just around the outside. Um, it's rolling. The, the steepest bit is around the 3.4 kilometer mark, or maybe just around the 3 kilometer mark where you're going to do Harlem Hill. So definitely kind of be ready for that and otherwise just do your best to try and i think just stay on your target power for as long as you can do it um it's uh i i really like doing tts on this route because i don't know i find the rolly stuff kind of works for me but um you know everybody has their own feelings about new york <laughs> uh how did uh Cobble climbs go last week. Uh good good. Like like it was a fun race, I think. Um I I would have put the I would have put the finish line maybe a little further back, closer to the 180. Like it was all the way around the 180 and underneath the parking garage before you hit the finish, but it was um so close. I wanted let's see if uh the WTRL because I know I looked afterward and Anders Cavail beat me by 0.3 seconds. Um, and I, I gotta see who else did. You it probably had him if it, if it was at the hairpin. Maybe uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. I mean, yes, Anders is like uh, bigger than me, which isn't too too many people in the bees, but um, you know, it's fast. Well, yeah. So Chris Ovenden took it all down at a six thirty four. I was a 642.937 and Andrew Scavale was a 642.650. And I was at 374 average and he was a 387. And I but I'm a, I was a 4.66 and he was a 4.12, which like on cobbled climbs is pretty fun, right? Because he's probably like it's you could probably like literally like he was probably like a two seconds in front of me at the bottom of the first hill. That was probably in front of him at the top of the 23rd. Then he was probably in front of me at the bottom. And I mean yeah. you just I, I don't I don't have like the actual subscription to Strava, so I don't know exactly what the um what the time you know, when you do the little time comparison thing, but yeah. I mean, we would have stood right on top of each other, I'm sure, by like a little bit each time. So really good. I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I didn't hear any complaints. I think that's a fun TT course. Yeah. This is this is not as I mean, I think the theme a little bit for Stampede is I'm looking at the courses is like roly. Like everything has got up down, up down in it. So um Except for Road to that. Sky. <laughs> yeah. No, but we're going up and down. Oh, okay. There you go. Up down. <laughs> we're doing twenty nine K. So we're going to the finishes at the bottom. Same as like we have uh Ruba Pool or whatever the France one that goes up. Petite right out and then down the finish is at the bottom. So um yeah, I, I mean good fun. Uh I'm just trying to see what my kind of time on park perimeter might be. Give people an idea. 13, 14 minutes, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. So my best time on park perimeter is 1432-ish, I think. Okay. That's what I, I did it in the A's at 1432 at 329 watts. So it'll so probably, probably be longer because it's not in a race. You're not drafting, but that, that was a stampede. Oh, it was. There you go. Yep. Yep. So your your high V's and low A's, that's what you'll be looking at. Kev Fowler's got a 1411. Mark John's got a 1349 for the A's. And then C's, you're probably looking over 15 minutes when you're looking at your power pace. Yeah. So go look at your curve. Go look at your um, pace. D's looks like in that race, they were like in the 18-minute range. So we're starting to get into FTP test type territory for the D's there. Um, so, yeah. That is the stampede this week, which brings us to Bullseye. Or... Seaside, am I seeing that right? Yeah. Seaside sprint, four laps, five sprints. Uh, seaside sprint is JWB bridge sprint in the 
forward direction or reverse? Never do. The direction's no. apart. It doesn't matter. Seaside spread, I think you're going over the the S's first. Yep. So it's I think that's technically the reverse direction, but yeah, you're you the finish is at the back side of the bridge. So it's the climb up out of the S's, the downhill in, and then across the bridge, which is like that's one of my favorite finishing sections yeah. in Zwift. So and then yeah, across through the Italian village, down the dirt stuff over to the volcano background downtown back into the s's yeah rinse and repeat yeah five sprints should be good i you guys have heard the story i did this one with mark and tj once i think we were in the a's when that guy like we were not sure if he was legit or not but like broke away from us and tj chased his wheel down yeah and he came back to us at the very end. I didn't feel bad. <laughs> Good. This is we. This is like week one of the next round of bullseye, right? Again, there. I think this is week one. I think Chomps finished it off last week, and now we are into week one. So if you think you want to get into bullseyes, it's a good week to get started, get the series in, work on your sprints, get ready for crit season in real life here in the northern hemisphere. All that good stuff. Yeah, it looks like we're we're pretty much getting on new new series uh for most of these. Uh you know, Climber's Gambit starting this week, Mountain Goat starting this week. We're one week in on Stampede, Bullseye starting this week. We're this is week two of HSRL. So uh I think that regardless of whatever series you're interested in, even if you missed week one, you should be able to get pretty much a full series in no matter which one you're starting. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every series we do has a best X of Y. Usually you can miss two and still get full points essentially. So, and then just, I guess the quick preview for next week in case this is late getting up is Innsbruck continental climb. Huh. I'm not even sure I know that course it's a new one one so it's it's got the sprint and then whoa did that say five times K? oh it must be leg snapper or something right that can't be right sorry i'm looking at the wrong one one sprint one kom yeah <laughs> let's look at the next week that had five times kom oh good lord <laughs> that is not this Okay, so it does have the the KOM reverse uh, and the sprint reverse. So you, so that when you come out of the pens, you go backwards uh, around the flats. So you do go up the leg snapper, but it's the reverse version. Um, so you do the no sprint segment. and then the no segment uh, leg snapper uh, back over, and then do the reverse KOM, which is the pitchier, shorter one yeah now because so there's segment time at that kom the finish this is gonna be one of those ones where the finish line is not at the kom top right it's gonna be finished like 100 meters past or something right yeah okay. that's usually how these run yeah so be ready for that i know we're, i know we're previewing in advance but anyway just in case yeah. we don't get one up in time for next week <laughs> and for those who do race one yep and for those who do race one and also hbr will be TikTok. So all right. Flat with a so, climb out of the desert. Yeah. The uh they they know TikTok at this point. Do it about once a month. Yep. Good. All right. That brings us to around the horn, which is gonna be a bit of a mixed bag. Why don't we start with uh you, Chris? What's on your mind about Swift this week? I'm trying to figure out how to navigate summer family trips and time off the bike and away from the trainer and still kind of maintain what I'm what I'm hoping will be an uptick in fitness and performance. Winter's been hard. Work and family has had me seen a, a decrease in volume, which I'm I'm struggling to get back and kind of regain my fitness base. Um 
and then looking ahead at May, I've got two week family vacation slash trip back to the Northeast. It's I, I'm essentially going to have zero time to ride. So I'm just trying to figure out like how I can maybe get some increased volume or intensity going into that and essentially use those as rest weeks. So Sean, I wanted to kind of pick your brain and see how I should be tweaking. I don't want to say workouts because I'm not that structured, but should I kind of go heavy, high intensity over these next 10 days, 14 days, leading up to be finally, finally the 12th of May. Um, essentially two weekends. Uh, trying to marry up uh, family obligations versus what selfishly I want to see as fitness um, thing for myself. So what are your thoughts? That's how I would do it. But I mean, there's also, you know, do the thing that makes you happy in life too. You know, there's take that time and really relax and get the time off the bike uh, is not a bad thing. Uh, you're already in the seas. So, <laughs> um, I mean, this is just me personally saying like, maybe I'll beat you in a, in a month or so. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for nothing, John. Um, no, but I think, I think that in general, it's, it's not a bad idea. You can't really make up that much in 10 days. Um, but getting a little bit of extra intensity and then if you can, uh, I, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this. You're not, you're not really a runner, right? Um, so getting, uh, Bring your rollerblades on holidays. <laughs> I mean, the the way that you keep some of it, uh, the things that that disappear the fastest are the top end. Um, so you're not going to lose your you know your base uh, in two weeks, but you're also not going to grow it in the next ten days. Um, but there's not there's nothing bad about saying I I'd like to do more volume I'd like to get my volume up and getting some in now so that I have something to build on when I get back. Um, but I yeah I think doing a little extra intensity and then trying to do something that that gets you get get some intensity while you're there. I don't know if that's hiking or. Um, and you know, that's not that, that intense, but just doing something, um, okay. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I imagine I, a bunch of us are going to experience, you know, summer vacation outages over the near future. So yeah, we're all coming up against this problem before too long. I mean, my my general approach and this is i'm i'm still dealing with a uh, big time off the bike um mine was illness and the body didn't really you know i lost a little more than i expected uh but i think it's more so there's cramming for that that time off but you always come back from that break feeling like garbage the first time you get on the bike you just like, I'm not the same person that I was two weeks ago. And, but you just get consistent again. And three, four weeks later, you, it feels like you were never off the bike. Okay. Thanks, coach. Sean, what's on your mind these days? Uh, I've got, I mean, two things. One, uh, seeing Chris back and see, uh, reminded me of one of the things that I do like about Zwift. You know, we've made all these friends, you guys. Um, but so I think my first herd races were about four years ago in HSRL. And that first series that I really rode was in the seas with 
Bowser and Chris. Uh, and this morning is out there with Bowser and Chris and some of the other. So Philippe uh, was out there and Dennis Wade and there were a bunch of a bunch of people that I've now been racing with for like three or four years um, and just getting out with that same group of people years later. That's that's always fun uh, just to remember, like, you know. This is uh, as Nate Nate Holm calls calls the seas. It's the beer league, uh, and it, it's it's always nice getting out for a Friday morning beer league race and seeing all the friends that you've had. Uh, in Chris's case, literally lots of beers with during a during a ride, uh, and then uh, we've been talking about summer stuff. I'm I really do want this to be the year that I actually get out and do some outside racing um there's there's a criterium that uh is in the town that i live in every year on july 4th um and it hasn't been happening since 2019 this is going to be the first year that they return why uh, what so, happened <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are we allowed to joke about that yet <laughs> <laughs> um yes uh so i'm excited to actually start building toward doing that this year um hopefully i there you know in northern california there are a lot of crits um i would like to get in a couple of practice races before then um do some some of the like local race rides but that's that's my goal for the summer and i i think i said something about it last year because it wasn't clear whether it was going to happen and then it didn't happen so nice yeah we've got a a local crit series here that goes like every wednesday night starting may 16th and it's like 20 minute drive from my house, 15 minute drive from my house or whatever. So I, that was the one when I, I did the last race last year and I finished second and we'd broken the group out. They get the end of this is, yeah, you guys are promoted <laughs> to the yeah. next group. So probably hoping to get out for some of that. We'll see. Wednesdays is a busy schedule. So, but it's also like, I don't know that that seems just having a regular race series in like just nearby seems so nice <laughs> yeah i mean it's something i've never really done outdoors right but it's very zwift right yeah like, it's same time lots of the same people it's always the same course because it's like basically in an industrial park after it yep. clears out after the close of business right we just it's just a big flat loop that you ride around it's a crit so you know it's it's kind of fills those boxes if you can get out maybe you don't even make it everyone but if you make you know if they do 10 of them or eight of them and you make it to four or five or six, you know, it's, you get, you get that experience. Cause I can tell you after having got dusted in that one and did the tour of bonus last year, <laughs> experience counts. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess like the other part of that first part of yours in terms of maybe we'll talk about this is that I don't think we really talked about it too much last week is this, this category enforcement adjustment that took place in the last i think it was in place last week and maybe we just hadn't quite appreciated it happening but there has been an adjustment to the thresholds under the category enforcement i don't know if it's on every criteria that they have for all the different boundaries but essentially the a b boundary has moved up so a bunch of people who used to be in the a's are now b's and my understanding correctly i haven't paid as close attention to this one but the cb boundary it also did move up up so a bunch of the lower b's are now upper c's um and I the you... i think the one that changed is the is based on the zftp i don't think that the um the map the map one did change okay and and i don't know if it's a change in how they calculated it or where the line was or whatever happened i gotta say i think the ZFTP for me is a little light. Maybe I just haven't done a 
whatever estimate they've done, but like it's under what I've done for an hour. Let's put it that way. Like it's got me at two ninety five, and I've done three ten for an hour. Recently, <laughs> when we did the forty k and stampede. Oh, there you go. Which was what five six weeks ago. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's um. I mean, listen, I, everybody can have their different philosophies with these things. I know I was talking with Brian O'Connor and I was like, I think it's great. Like all those are the guys that I used to race in B's and they kind of just upgrade a little bit to A. And if I just, you know, had a few less gin and tonics before the pink Tron and ate a few less donuts, I'd probably be able to get back up into the lower end of A's and race with those guys again. But like, really, I think that is the, I mean, I don't know where all the numbers and thresholds, but it feels like that is the racy group. And, and maybe there's guys on the back end of it who feel differently about all that, but that like, I love it. I think it's great. Cause those are the guys I want to be racing against, even though like Mark John will be 98% of the time or, you know, even Brian or whoever, I, like that's the guys that I can beat once in a while that I want to go race against. So I, I think it's great. Um, I'm happy for that. It, I think it's super fun. So I think just embrace it. Right. Like it. Yeah. It, I think it's good. Uh, I think that it is the people who are going to like it are the people who are at the top of their category or just in the lower part of the category above. And the people who aren't are going to be the ones who were, who were mid category and hanging on to the groups. And now the groups have gotten faster. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And I, and I can see that. I mean, or maybe like, I, I don't know. I Listen, there's enough people that we all know in this, activity that have like i mean not know but understand have like modified efforts or you know mitigated efforts to stay at the top of a category when they could have moved up if they just done like three 20 minute trials um that you know maybe there will be some people who are grumpy about this but i don't know i've never quite raced that way i don't think most of the people in the herd race that way so you know i think Know, to get the bottom whatever percent it is five or ten percent of the a's back down to the b's is yes yeah. better for b racing and i get if you went from being a back of the pack guy and now you're going to get dropped once in a while that doesn't feel quite so good but um for that there is uh we talked about i think we talked about this last week but organizers can put in custom category limits inside a a category so you can't like put people who are in a's and b's together but you could divide up b's so you know maybe we need something that's like halfway between b and c go find some of those series go racing them and i i do i i respect that that everybody should get a chance to be on the front of the thing and set the pace once in a while and feel like they got a shot for the win so i think i think there are lots of race organizers who do that kind of thing so go hunt those out and get on there yeah i mean i i do as someone who got dropped a plenty in the a's I definitely feel that energy of like, I do not want to lose every race and get dropped in every race. So go find some mid, uh, mid B threshold stuff and get in there. Um, yeah, there, there's, um, to that end, there's like, who was telling us this? I can't remember. Someone was telling me about a, a racing series where like, it's like your top two A's score and your top two B's and your top two C's and your top two oh, yeah. D's or something like that. I don't remember what series that was, but yeah. I do remember something about that. It sounded really cool in terms of getting... So was Tatum riding in that? Maybe, or Matt, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, there there is lots of great organizers doing other things out there. I know we've got herd riders and dirt racing series right now. There's chasing series. So, listen, we love all the herd riders. Come ride herd races, but if you're not finding what you... What keeps you motivated to stay on Zwift? Go find something else and uh, tell us about it. You guys were talking about this before we started. I don't know that I've seen it. What is the chasing series? So the chasing, I, I think it's called chasing tour. Yep. Is the whole There's name like of the one series. for each of the grand tours. Well, so it's like they've expanded it to a whole bunch of stuff. So they just finished something called Chasing Classics. Oh, okay. Which essentially yeah, for yeah. each one of the spring classics, there was like a, a chasing they they gotta be very careful with the um the nomenclature. So I think there was yeah. things like they can't call it chasing, you know, chasing Deronda. 
but yeah, yeah. So I think like the one that took place on the same wing as Liege Bastion Liege was like chasing LBL, <laughs> and the one that took place like on the the Tour of Flanders or whatever that one is like chasing Belgium or something like that. So gotcha. anyway, the the one that takes place during the Giro d'italia right is called chasing pink the one that takes place during chasing the tour de france is called the chasing yellow and the one that takes place during the giro de espana is the chasing red and so essentially like it's like they they've selected the courses to try and simulate within sort of the zwift artificialness as much as they can what those stages are and how they all play together so like if you're doing like chasing pink it is 20 day stage there are two rest days there's two tts the one tt i think is like an innsbruck hill climb which i think is what like there's a big yep. hill climb tt in that tour um and you know the other ones are in between you know if it's a shorter flatter stage of sprints in it that's what you're going to see and stuff like that so brutal yeah yeah and and there is like i mean you can so the way it scores like obviously there's like each individual race has like a winner and then there's like a gc for that event like the chasing pink gc and then there is like a chasing tour gc across the whole thing for the whole year if you're really really gung-ho um and i guess the idea is i suppose like in world tour stuff like you can't do everyone so there's a bit of um you know managing all that that i suppose people probably given the nature of the dummies we see on so if some people try it but yeah no i'm uh <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how many people overtrain and burn out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I might I be saw, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I saw someone post the other day. I don't mean, well, we don't need to maybe end it. I'll say but someone had done like something like a nine times Everesting in a row attempt or something like that. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> That's, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Because you know, why not? Because why not? I guess, but I don't. I mean, it's like any. I'm sure that's what they said when they did the first Ironman. It's the same they said when somebody ran the first marathon. Is like, why did you do that? But you know, good, good on you. I hope you had fun. I, you know, I get, I get not that funny. just from from racing on on the bike inside. I know. Why? I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. So, so I think on that note, find what you love stay if it if it motivates you to be outside and and ride do that if you if you're on zwift and you're having fun and you're staying healthy do that too so i think on that note we will say thank you to chris greenland thank you to sean fogenberg enjoy all your herd races or other races everybody moo and good night